You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. Okay. We're Are we back. restarting? We're back or we never left. I'm not sure which one. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, I mean, I think that was, a, that was a kind of an interesting point. Like, I do think Microsoft Teams could kind of, re- I mean, it would take a culture shift or whatever, but that could replace, I mean, we were just talking about, like, that could replace email, or, like Outlook, and your phone if everybody had, like, almost a <clears throat> camera and a uh, microphone, like a snowball black ice or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, is I mean, a, is that an endorsement? Of the <laughs> I, I wish we were good enough for that, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, I'm just, it's going to be so crazy to think about like how this is going to, this could be the catalyst or the impetus to, uh, to change how we like kind of operate in, uh, you know, anybody, how they work, except for people who are like, obviously have to go to a place to work, but, um, for the most part, if you don't have to be there, this kind of shows like you can still be pretty productive from home. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It does, kind of, it does kind of suck with the military though, just because of like VPN and all that type of stuff and maybe accessing the drive and whatever else kind of gets annoying, which by the way, why do we keep so much stuff, you know, like on lockdown, you know what I mean? <laughs> like already, like how many things are we really protecting? You know, I mean, a lot of it, I guess is F O U O, but an opsec you know but it's like i think we could do like sos we um we did google calendar i'm sure you guys did too it's like why don't we do that for the flying schedule wouldn't that be awesome yeah it would be yeah. really nice that way you could just have access to it all the time um, yeah the shitty part is like having to use like for you know pecs and all that you got to use uh like there's a lot there's a lot that's integrated into pecs that you can't really do without um i guess having that application but as far as just using the schedule like that should be easily exported to another calendar they should make it like that i think i'm sure pex is probably like no nah, we can't let we, we know how to do that we're not gonna let them do that because <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be too easy because they know we're just a bunch of monkeys who just fucking just they just want to know what time we're gonna fucking fly and that's it um and they're like well if we if we let somebody else do that then they're gonna take our money yeah 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 it does have good features like the crew rest thing but then imagine if like you know because you have to go on pecs to find out when you're flying unless someone tells you it would basically get rid of the issue of like um oh shit i didn't know because it could just be on your phone you know but it, yeah. and it's like it's like i always think there's like this wall of like um for lack of a better term like older people who, you know, they're actually in charge, you know, and they just don't understand the technology, you know? So I always think it's going to be interesting when millennials take over, like, because we're like, it's not like we just know one technology, I feel like. I feel like we understand technology and we would stay, for the most part, up to date on it. So, and we're more comfortable with it to allow it, you know? So it'll be interesting how, how times change. It's like, is, I don't know, Google, like what, yeah, I guess they're probably using Google Calendar, but... <laughs> But like, you know, I'm sure they're not like using some system that handcuffs them in a, in one area. You know what I mean? They're probably constantly adapting. Um, yeah. And actually, I saw a cool thing that they do. Um, I think it's called like the 20 minute rule or something like that. Or I don't know, maybe two hour rule or something. It's like you can use that amount of time a day to do whatever you want, like work on a side project or something. 
um, and your supervisor basically can't get you in trouble or something. Uh, and that's how they created like different products. Like Google News, I think, came out of that. Um, and a couple, I think Google uh, Fi, like their phone service. Mm-hmm. Um, all the all those different things. So, yeah, I always think like I don't know if you guys talked to you about it in SOS. I'm sure you did like open planning. I feel like that's like a huge portion that we miss out on. You know, it's just like just sit down and talk about things that you otherwise wouldn't have the form to talk about. You know. Hmm. Well, uh, can you go into it? We didn't talk about that really, at least not what I'm familiar with. Yeah, so open planning. I think it came from uh, who is that colonel that helped with Desert Storm. Um, and made it really successful. Basically, the idea that like you get a lot of people, it's as opposed to like the three top generals or whatever talk about something, you get everybody involved. So like a room full of like maybe 40 people, and you just talk about it, and it's like an open discussion, so that you can get different input from different people, and you don't like stovepipe yourself essentially mm-hmm. inherently. Um, but I guess kind of what I was talking about more is like almost like a focus fly kind of situation where you just get everybody together and you have no agenda to talk about and you just bring up things that were on your mind or things that you want to discuss, like future problems, as mm-hmm. opposed to being like, OK, guys, we're going to talk about in this meeting, we're going to talk about next week's schedule and we only have 20 minutes to do it or 23 minutes to do it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so that's, a, that's an interesting idea. The execution part, the, the, that's the hard part, but the uh, the, the overall, um, I guess, yeah, the execution part or the overall idea, I'm sorry, is really cool. I think that'd be, I think that'd be awesome if you could get that because think about it, like the, that stuff happens pretty organically, you know. The only problem is it happens outside of work and usually it happens over beers or, you know, happens just when you're just conjecturing at morning brunch or something with the boys. <laughs> and, then, like, and then nothing happens out of it. You know, like, oh, yeah, man, that would be really cool if you could do that. And then you start the week, you start the week over and it's like. Uh, it like, back to the grind. Yeah. People are like, ah, oh, well, I got to work on this. So like, that's a good idea, but I don't have really the, the schlitz to change that. So, well, yeah. it, it's more of a person. I think it, in the military, I think it's more of a, a personnel issue. In the sense of like everyone is so busy just trying to keep the machine running that like we have no like room for, you know, there's not a lot of people sitting around just trying to come up with better ways to do things, you know, but yeah. Um, yeah. And that's exactly it is like, I think I could talk about this all day, by the way. Uh, but I think people like we're kind of like what Shark said. Um, we, we barely like keeping our head above water, let alone thinking about like the next problem or the problem in a few weeks. You know what I mean? Like I think yeah. we all need to like calm down and like, you know, throttle back a little bit and like get our shit together and, you know, figure it out and then slowly incrementally go forward as opposed to like, you know, I guess CBP has gone now, which is kind of crazy, but as opposed to like, you know, every deployment, the squadron breaks the flying hours record of the previous squadron. It's like, guys, at some point, you know, enough's enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. just a ticking time bomb, you know? Yeah. I um, think uh, I, 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 it sounds like when we were saying, like, just getting the think tanks online, I think, yeah. that would be, I think that would be really cool. The problem is also, and this is not, like, our own fault. Like, I feel like we're so, like, ready to – like, we, we pick and choose what we're going to, I guess, contract out or what we're going to um, – just pay somebody else to do 
so easily. So like in that scenario, like when it comes like future um, warfare or future planning or whatever, we we make it we take all the fun out of it essentially <laughs> so like people love to talk about oh i think this is how we can make it better or people people would love to sign up to be part of like a think tank think tank for a three-year tour you know but the problem is people are like no if i go do that think tank then like none, none of my ideas are gonna ever come to fruition so we'll just do whatever meanwhile you have somebody in some you know non-governmental organization who whoever like we decided to just pay to come up with these ideas for us like darpa or something and then they we just buy whatever they say anyways instead of having it come organically from our own dudes who came up with the idea you know and <laughs> we find every every cool idea so like think tanks are pretty a cool idea right we find every way to make these good ideas terrible Think about, like, just think about when we went to Squadron Officer School, like you had the Insight Project or people who went in um, and basically found, I think we, we had Cosmo on, and he did it too, um, had these, basically, like, you could put a little bit of extra effort in and come up with these side projects to, uh, or initiatives to make the Air Force better, and then you go and do that and they ask how many people want to do it and like five people out of 200 raise their hand because they're like fuck that it's going to be no fun it's not going to be it's not going to go anywhere and it never does so well how can we get any success out of it yeah that's the real problem that's the that's where everything dies right is the buy-in you know what i mean yeah like if somebody does um you know carry the football a little bit and they like you know, when you're just like, like you're saying, like talking with the boys and you're just like, that'd be cool if somebody did that. Oh, well, you know, it, yeah. you know, one stage has to be somebody bringing it and trying to do it. And then the rest has to be like you're saying, like everybody's got to buy in. But yeah, I think we're I mean, I, mean, I think this comes back to also like we work, you know, our ops tempo is too crazy where we don't have the the schlitz or like the uh, resources or the time or the care because we're so tired to try these new things or do them. But I also think there's like a little Oh six wall there, you know, but uh, I guess I won't go too far into that. No, um, we've already <laughs> talked enough shit about Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's this good YouTube video. If you haven't seen it, it comes from a Ted talk from this guy, David Pink uh, drive the surprising truth about what motivates us. The um, it gets kind of, he's got like a 48 hour or sorry, 48 minute discussion i guess but um are you trying to be an sos instructor (laughs) i think this is where i got it from but uh maybe the ted talk shorter than that but it's it's rsa animate drive the surprising truth about what motivates us and he kind of talks about like just like we were talking about like if you you know if you said to somebody like hey i'm just gonna get these people together and let them do their thing and then we'll like you know create a company from it everybody would think you're crazy but that's how like Linux got created or, you know, whatever else, you know, so many different companies <clears throat> and ideas. Um, so that just shows if you give people time, they might, you know, come up with something better as opposed to like we were saying, like barely surviving, you know? Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I just thought that that's a good video that I always go back to kind of showing that like money only gets you so far, like in, in mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, man, did you, so, so I, I kind of had a, I had a, a point about, 
what you were saying about, you know, only five people raising their hand. Um, <laughs> go ahead. I think, I think there's a problem there. Like when you ask, cause I would say that notoriously like mid to senior level captains, which are the people that come to SOS, right? Those are the crustiest people in the air force, you know, uh-huh. like, well, a lot, a they're not lot the crustiest, of, I don't think, but no, no, I would say, I would say that like, they're like a large majority of that specific population is like towards the end of their commitment, like, yeah, trying to like figure out what the hell they're going to do with their life, you know? Yeah. And, and you, you ask a population of them, like, what can we do to make things better? And they're just like, you know, five of them still are idealistic about the whole thing. And uh, the other 255 are just like, I don't want to be here, you know? Yeah. And, and do you think like, they're idealistic or do you think they're just like, ah, oh, maybe I can make, or do you think they're just like, ah, oh, I really want to, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish. Sorry, because I have a different idea on why people are raising their hands. But anyways, continue. I mean, I I think part of the reason that people raise their hands, too, is they think it's going to help them get DG or something. Um, <laughs> but precisely my point. But yeah, <laughs> I I just don't, you know. Then those five, those are the wrong five people that should be innovating, you know, it, right. Cause, cause like, they're not going to say anything that's going to buck the system at all or like right. cause any real change because ultimately the conclusion they're going to come, come up with is the thing that mom and dad also thinks is a great idea, you know? Yeah. Um, or something so, that they something that they would buy off, bite off on. Yeah, a low risk, barely fairly low reward, but enough that you can talk it up. Like, okay, no offense to the people who have had success in that, but I, I, th- I think I'm at the point where there's certain things I'm, and I think Shark, or actually, really, I think probably all three of us are at this point too. But there's certain things we're jaded about. Um, I really do want the best for the dudes around me and the dudes who I work for and work with, not just in the immediate, but like force wide. But there's a lot of experiences that you've had and that you've seen that. And then also other people who kind of help make you jaded. So I don't know. I, I think you might be right on, like at least be onto something with the amount of people who are jaded when they go to that course. <clears throat> Yeah, and it's not that it's not that like people don't want to make things around them better. They just see it as wasted time because every time they've tried to make something better, they've gotten stonewalled, you know, by right. some ADO or DO or commander that was like, uh, they either don't want to put in the time or they didn't have the time to listen to their idea or they just didn't care, you know? Yeah. And and so those times when they were younger where they were ready to innovate and they were ready to make changes, whether that was to their scheduling process or the way they did training or whatever, they got just got shut down and shut down and shut down. And finally they were like, screw it. Let's just make the machine run, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm convinced that's why we still use Outlook 10 years later. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, it's like, here's my thing. It's like the Air Force says we love innovation and we want to do this. But yeah, it's kind of like what you guys said. It's like they want the, you know, I don't know. You change this one thing and you, you know, I don't know, get like 1.23 times better or something, you know, uh, as opposed to. Let's rehaul the entire system, and then in the end, we'll be like 17 times better, but it's going to take a little bit of pain, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of it stems from, I think we've discussed many times, the uh, the 20-year pension, <clears throat> where it's yeah. like people just want to stick, you know, they just want to do their shit and, you know, get their pension and leave, you know? Uh, right. I don't know. It's like, I guess I didn't finish my point really with like, yeah, I think I, I, I truly feel the Air Force does not. We're not really built for innovation, and we're that's not really our culture, you know. Yeah. I think. Well, I think it's so. I, I'm gonna split off, and then I'm gonna try to rejoin because I have a question for you off of that. But um, they, I, th- I think the Air Force was born out of innovation, right? Like, what ho- what holds land is armies, right? But now you have something that's operating in a three-dimensional space, uh, like we, like I think we talked about a bunch before here. Um, and I know I've lectured my uh, my guys much to their chagrin on this, but <laughs> uh, like we inherently have to think different because we operate on a model that is so different from every other service, pretty much, or every and every other service they may have a component, but to what we do but none of it is their full-time job is operating in three dimensions. So I think we have the innovation there, but I think that we're just it, it, to, to actually get back to those innovative roots. It's going to take a mass like change. And when I say not like not a change so much in that, like, we have to get all on board to just buy into this, but it's going to take a huge, like, for instance, like a war. So like World War Two, um, really World, World War One and World War Two, there were huge, like there was things that was happening so fast and that, that these changes, like having an air force or having a force that fights in the air was necessary. And everything that they did during those times was completely innovative. Like they were changing tactics basically every few months because they were finding different ways to innovate and create better ways to defeat the enemy. And right now we don't have an enemy um, per se that necessitates changing that much right now. So um, there's, it's not a high risk, high reward type of thing. It's like, no, there's, there's no, there's nothing that is stopping us from just saying, ah, why don't I just take low risk, low reward? You know, I'll, I, I don't need to, have to worry about making this like drastic change because it might ruin my career, like kind of to your 20 year point. Um, but, or it's going to take a lot to change that. Um, if that makes sense to you guys at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, what my question would be to you, cause I know we've kind of talked about this and feel free to, we can shut the conversation down at that. But, um, what are your thoughts? Like, what would what would keep you around? Because um, I know you've been kind of thinking about what you want to do. Um, since we kind of talked about what keeps people around is that twenty year pension. Um, what is making you want to not drive for that twenty year pension? 
And then what would keep you in to keep that 20 year pension? Yeah, I think, I mean, if we want to dive in, like it all comes down to, I mean, so like, I like the patriotism of the camaraderie service and all that type of stuff. I mean, we also, we've also talked about, it's like a good job, you know, it's pretty stable, but you know, like I'm okay with like doing deployments and that type of stuff, even though it have, as we talked about before, like it does take a lot of time away from you, which, you know, you can never get back. But I think the biggest thing is like the air force, you know, you like, you want your voice to be heard. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of people and no offense to them, they can like, you know, fly under the radar and just do their thing. But I mean, like, um, which is good, but at some point it's like, I think I want to, you know, maybe just me personally, I want to be, and I think a lot of people want this too. They want to like be part of it and be, you know, fix things and like be better, you know, like improve Mm. the system. But it doesn't seem like the air force wants to do that, you know? So it's kind of one of those things of like, the the planes burning and you know um you know going towards the ground uh what do you do you know you're you're gonna eject <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. and it's like or like you're like telling the pilot or somebody like hey pull up pull up you know or like you're trying to do it and it's not doing it and you're like oh shit okay i gotta get out of here you know it, yeah. it's just one of those things i suppose um maybe not the perfect analogy but just no, i kind of i never thought about it like that that's a good point you know it's like the like you're trying to say like hey let's do this let's try that let's you know let's do this to make it better uh i think we can you know we're kind of causing ourselves some pain by doing this this doesn't make sense but they're like nah whatever you know and it's like um it's like (laughs) what somebody told me about the uh analogy to the army of uh somebody asked them like what's the army like they're like well it's trying to it's like trying to eat soup with a fork and everybody's eating it with a fork and you're like guys, we could just use a spoon. And everybody's like, well, they told us to use a fork. And then you just look at the soup, you look at them, and then you look at the soup, and 20 years later, you retire, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, what are those? I never so- heard that. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then somebody's like, they, t- they take your spoon away, and you're like, well, I guess I'll just have to use this fork then. Yeah, yeah. Fast so, forward 20 uh, years later, and you're like, <laughs> somebody else is like, hey, man, we got a spoon. They're like, fuck you, you want to use a spoon for? <laughs> yeah exactly i mean and i should give the air force credit like they have these um they have those uh whatever it's called like think tanks or um uh i forget the what it, they have like some special name for like you can put in your innovative idea and then get it but it's like kind of like what we were talking about i think the those, afso 21 or if that's still a thing anymore but probably yeah, under that same uh, that same umbrella but anyway it's like it's like on the tip of my tongue it's like something about like performers i don't know something like that but um uh well and first of all i feel like those like they're looking for a certain thing right they're looking for like oh hey i can 3d model this aircraft part and um i don't know save us a hundred dollars instead you know what i mean um but even then i feel like sometimes they're not they're not trying to do that so it's like i don't know I, i feel like there's just not a good medium to get things changed and if you know if you stay you're just like I, I personally feel this way. If you stay, you're just gonna have to, um, I don't know what it was called. Like maybe stick with the status quo and just get burnt out every day for the next, you know, for me, 13 years or whatever it is. You know, I don't know. <clears throat> it's, I mean, it's a very difficult decision, but yeah, no, um, that completely makes sense to me. I don't know. What do you think about Shark? 
I don't know, guys. I'm you know, <laughs> I'm locked in. It kind of comes back to the question, you know, is it better to have all the options in the world or no options at all? You know, because I, I think for it depends, you know, classic answer. But I mean, it, it like depends on what type of situation it is. But and like what type of mentality you have, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but for simplicity, it's better to not have any options. You know what I mean? Which is kind of like what I was saying with like the people who just stick it out and they're like, oh, whatever. I'll just, you know, do this for the next 13 years and then I'll be, you know, then I can move on. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. But like, what's that? Like, what are you losing? My question to that is like, what are you losing in those 13 years that like, like, are you gaining anything staying in the Air Force, you know, over those 13 years? Like, what? No, I don't think so. I mean, so. <laughs> I was like, nope, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, well, be real. It's you know? funny. It like... the funny way you, you said it. It was hilarious. <laughs> well, sorry. What I mean is, like, obviously, I, I feel like I'm going to miss out on, like, you know, because you could do things in the Air Force that, like, nobody, you, you're not going to do anywhere else, obviously. But also, just the experiences and the memories and like the friendships and stuff like that, you know? Um, and I mean, even though it's, you know, cliche to see the world, I guess you could see, you know, at least the middle East or something like that, you know, <laughs> or all these yeah. people who are like fucking going to, you know, one, he gets Germany, one assignment, then Japan, the next assignment. It's like, what the fuck? dude? <clears throat> Although that yeah. could, be, that could be lonely at times, but yeah, I don't but know. I, 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 there's nothing I, that make me want to do that i don't think but anyway sorry go ahead jerk i i feel like you're past the point in your career where like that where like the deployment thing and the camaraderie thing it gets the circle where that where that's easy for you gets so much smaller and smaller and smaller as you get older right because like eventually you're that major in the squadron and like you're not hanging out with like the large population of lieutenants and captains like you were when you first deployed, you know, you're like yeah. slugging yeah. it away at the office. Like, while they're out scuba diving on Guam or whatever, <laughs> you know, I'm terrified of those days. So it's like, it's like, yeah. yeah, the stuff that you might, that you're saying keeps you in. Well, that's stuff that you've already experienced and it's gone, you know? Yeah, and I think it's one of those things you just have to say goodbye to it. You know, it's like I could say, all right, I want to get out of the Air Force, but I'll get out in, you know, maybe seven years or something. Well, it's like you might as well get out in two if you're going to get out, right? Like, I mean, and the tough thing is with Wizzos, <clears throat> like pilots, it makes sense to kind of, you know, maybe stay in longer for like hours depending on where you're at. But yeah. it, but for them it's specifically, it also – is better to get i think this is where kind of a lot of stuff stemmed from from me is um i think it was dice or swinger we're talking about how if you put the, like the numbers to the or if you crunch the numbers basically getting out earlier is better because you gain seniority and then you you know make better money in the end because i mean and not everything's money but um no everything's money <laughs> but for wizards it's tough because it's like uh i mean either way you go it's just like i think i'd rather just get out earlier and start another career as opposed to waiting 13 years and getting, you know, even more upset and then being dumped out, you know, after 20 years. And then it's like, okay, what do I do now? And by yeah. the way, I got, I got to say, this is like a wholly totally separate conversation and I don't mean to talk shit, but it's like those people that get out after 20 and then they get a job with a military organization because they're in the military. 
and but they don't know anything about that job that kind of hurts us right you know what i mean like what do you mean like, give like me an example like imagine if you got like okay let's just say we we got after 20 we you know we know about the buff we know about the air force and stuff like that but then we want to go to a certain place and there's only an army position or something like that and then we get like we become a senior whatever um uh like a gsa person yeah like a gs13 or you know or something really GSA, high. G, yeah gs yeah. 13 years yeah yeah like something really high where we're like managing people and we're managing i don't know tanks or like tank parts or something you know what i mean yeah and we have like no idea or like we're in charge of making <clears throat> finding the next tank for the air force or something and it's like <laughs> we have no idea yeah. what we're t- and then we fuck it up you know what i mean yeah but uh, yeah i we had a we had a former B fifty two radar that was a scheduler in like uh, the T thirty eight squadron uh, back at pilot training, and I sort of like looked at him and I was like thinking to myself, I was like, is this where this guy? I mean, he retired, you know? Yeah. And I sort of was like, is this where this guy thought his career was like gonna be? You know? He's like, did you ready- ask him? No, I mean, I, I, I didn't want to offend him, you know, like <laughs> that's a that's a shark thing to do, though. I think that I, I, I'm surprised you didn't ask that question. Well, but like I was just like, you're doing what you were doing as a captain, you know, yeah. probably as your retirement job. I think you can ask. I think that's a question you might be able to <laughs> that's ask, because <laughs> like to be honest, like it's like the, there's you got to phrase it correctly. But like, hey, man, because like if you just say it kind of like how, how we said it, like. We we didn't meet obviously we we meant no malice but if like if we go up to him like hey man so you're hot shit and now you're back doing stuff that you did you know 30 years ago and probably for less pay like what brought you to this point in your life if you if you ask it that way you're like oh like he's like well fuck you too then but if you ask him like hey man like so you probably like is this pretty similar to what you did back when like man. Like, that's pretty wild. It's probably you're pretty good at it. It sounds like, um, like, did you all like, did you want to come back here or did you ever think about going somewhere else or, and then they can have a, here's the conversation. Um, yeah. And you're like, Oh, okay, cool. Like you never know. He might've been from like his hometown might be, be from there or his wife is from the area or, you know, maybe I, I, I have no clue. Um, but yeah, like it's not a bad question. Like it's all comes in under phrasing, I guess. I'm curious now. I want to know about this guy's life. <laughs> well, but yeah. like, I even know pilots that like never went to the airlines and they do that. like the, the chief of public affairs, uh, mm-hmm. at that base, he kind of like, he was a retired C-130 pilot. And I was like, you didn't ever want to fly for the airlines. And he was like, no. Um, and he just went back and took this GS job. And I, you know, I just think, it's a little weird to me that like, and those, sometimes those are the people that originally you're like, that guy's still around, you know, where <laughs> they're like, they were the crusty ones, like, you know, fuck the system sort of, sort of people. And then they yeah. end up back in the system, you know? Well, it's, um, it's a scary thing, man. I, I truly do think, cause when you get, I, I've had this conversation with a couple uh, other people over the years and getting out, it, it can be scary because you don't really know what what's coming next. You gotta, like even just the fact that of job security, think about it right now. Uh, if you, let's say you got out like five months ago, you didn't foresee the coronavirus coming. 
you didn't and you if you're you're hoping to find a job around this time like that's scary if you all of a sudden like you think back like man i could have been homeless right now or i'm not i gotta find a way to pay for insurance or i gotta figure out a way to you know do this that and the other that the military just paid for all the time uh it can be scary and then sometimes like even just having a consistent paycheck uh i think that's probably what keeps people in too um for me i don't I said, I don't do it for the paycheck and I don't do it for like the, I, to the to degree, like I said before, I, I, I do do it for the camaraderie and all that, but like I do it because it's a fun job, man. Like I, I, I really, like, I think the amount like of fun things that I get to do or things that I enjoy or I'm good at, um, that kind of pays for itself. And I think a lot of those people kind of get back on topic, but like, like you said, that C-130 pilot, he comes back and he does that because it's a stable paycheck probably. And he he just knows the military. So, like, that might be the only life he's ever lived. So he's like, I'll just keep doing this. And it gives me, it pays the bills where uh, somebody like me, I'm like, uh, I'll take a pay cut and get to do shit that I actually enjoy. Yeah. Ooh. And that's like that's kind of an important thing, too, is like money, right? I mean, obviously you need to have enough to like be comfortable or like, you know, obviously pay the bills, but it's like, I, I think I did the numbers and roughly speaking, I might lose out on like a million dollars by the time I, you know, am a hundred if I make it that long, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, that's a tough pill to swallow. But then again, am I going to miss that a million dollars when I'm a, you know, a hundred, you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, it's really tough. It, it's really tough. I think now like uh in terms of in at our age group to um you know kind of uh dismiss that or make it not as big of a priority but it you know what i mean like that's you got to think about what the actual long-term importance of it is you know and i mean fuck it's like i imagine if i get out and then we go to war or something and you know hopefully everybody's safe but like i miss out on something cool you know what i mean it's gonna be like fuck i wish i was with the boys you know what i mean yeah but but it's you know i don't know it's 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 gonna be a tough it's tough to pull the trigger on separating i'm sure you know yeah well i think people the crazy thing part is people always when they look back and i think you you might have brought this up before port but um people like the when you think back on your time and whatever you did you always remember the fun things you never remember the shit so like you look back and in 20 years, you're not going to remember, oh, man, I hated flying with this person. Typically, you're going to be like, man, you look at it kind of like a uh, everything has a silver lining, essentially. Right. Um, so you're like, man, I wish I could be with the boys. But then literally, you know, <laughs> like you're not you're, you're thinking about that. But then what you're thinking about is the five hours that you spent with the boys, not the previous, um, you know, to that five hour as, of execution, the 10 hours that you sat there just creeping away or doing annoying things or having like your time just sucked away from you. And you're like, I, I could be doing other things in a better way. So it, to that degree. And then what's shitty part too is not to get too morbid, but everybody always misses doing stuff with the boys until like one of their boys gets killed and you're like, Oh man, well that could have been me. <laughs> and you're like, and I'm here sitting my, sipping my coffee. It's like shit. Like it, yeah. it just was never real until, something like that happens, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's tough to calculate. Um, but yeah, I mean, and another thing is like, it is tough 
to like with your career, right? Like the mil, uh, I mean, the, I think the military is still trying to figure this out and they've gotten better over the years, but it's like for the most part, or maybe not the most part, but a lot of careers in the military don't translate to the outside world. You know what I mean? So how do yeah. you, how do you do that? As opposed to like, I'm again, no offense to them, but like a, somebody in finance or um, acquisitions, contracting, even, you know, medical, obviously, uh, if whatever they do, they could use that experience and directly translate it to a job in the private right. sector, you know? So that's kind of tough. It's like the big, like the most important things in the air force or, you know, in most military, uh, organizations doesn't translate to the outside world, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of hard. That's a hard thing to navigate, you know? Yeah. I think they, I think the military kind of, part of their recruiting and I guess, part of probably every organization is providing some, or at least advertising the skills that you're going to gain in this job are going to be translatable to whatever you're going to go do on the outside. Like, sure. Um, it, it just, I'm not going to go too far into it, but sure. Like if you're talking about for a Wizzo, like there's a lot of skills that Wizzo is going to have on the day to day from when it comes to scheduling, it comes to, um, managing people, managing a crew to communicating like, okay, yeah, these are all job skills that you can use. But at the end of the day, like the main job is not there. Um, and you, and the same thing could be said for just about any job to not to minimize it. But I mean, it, it, it's just a way to get people in the door, you know? Yeah. It's not science fiction. It's what we do every day. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Please sign here and uh, join the Air Force. All right. <laughs> I said not to. Maybe this is just you know us all sounding jaded, um, but it's uh, it can be annoying. And I think again for me, I what makes me at least tick is like is that five minutes of fun. And then I can, I'm willing to I'm willing to take that five minutes of fun and push past like some of the shitty stuff that is annoying just because i don't know uh, just, it's just enjoyable <laughs> i guess um i guess we're all kind of wired a little different but yeah absolutely and i mean i should i should be clear like i don't regret anything in the military it's been like an awesome experience you know but yeah and i, th I don't think like the military really makes you grow more i think much more than i ever would have you know i think i would I would be not definitely not as mature, you know what I mean? Just because it forces yeah. you literally out of the house and all that type of stuff. Oh you know? yeah, for sure, right away. And you don't, really, yeah, you don't really think about it until later on. You're like, oh man, like you know, you got buddies who at the same age uh, were still living at, like again, nothing wrong with living at home. I I'm a big proponent of living at home, as a matter of fact, because yeah, it's a fiscally responsible thing to do. Just live <laughs> off your parents' teeth for a little while. Yeah, uh, get your money, get your stacks up. But yeah, exactly. I will, man. I will say, I think I'm a little bit out of touch with reality. Um, kind of going <laughs> in a different, <laughs> kind of going in a different way. If you don't, if you guys don't mind. Yeah. So I was thinking about this today, and because I was listening to another podcast while I was making breakfast, uh, the Thomas Jefferson Hour. I'm a big fan of that. Um, I'm a big fan of that podcast. Uh, quick sidebar: they just basically just kind of apply what. Uh, President Jefferson back in the ye old days, uh, how he would look at maybe current events uh, using what they know from the humanities. But anyways, they're just talking about um, like things that have changed since we've been on quarantine. 
uh, about how people have had to be more conscious about what they've been spending. Um, like, he, like the guy I was talking was like, yeah, normally like I go to the store, and I see something, I just throw it in the, you know, I'll just throw it in the basket. Like it, it doesn't matter how frivolous it is. You know, it might be something that I eat one time and then like I never use that ingredient ever again. Um, or I'll just like, I don't look at the prices. I don't compare prices. I just grab it. And if it's a name brand stuff, it's like, I think I'm, and it, <laughs> I was like, am I the only person who apparently like when I go to the store, like I'll spend 10 minutes looking for the thing that is like two cents cheaper than the other. Like I'll sit there and do the math on it. Or and he, like another thing, people are like, oh yeah, you have to eat leftovers now instead of, you know, making it one day and then it just sits in the refrigerator for one day. And then you're like, ah, just toss it. I'm not going to eat it again. I was like, who are Am I the only person who like makes sure I eat all of my leftovers? Probably. I think I'm starting to get, like I said, that's what I'm saying. Like I think I'm out of touch with reality. Maybe the wow. like how not frivolous, but uh, maybe the I guess the frugalness of me is kind of out of again out of touch. Like my parents with the frivolous society. Well, maybe maybe not for I, okay. Yes, probably on the whole because. There's a lot of things that I don't do that a normal people do. It's like, again, one thing that I don't do is I don't really drink, so I don't really think about spending money. Like, to me, it blows my mind that somebody, again, I'm not poo-pooing this at all, but like, it always blows my mind when people are like, oh, you know, I spent, you know, $100 out of the bar last night. I'm like, what? $100 on drinks? I could buy like 50 cases of water and I don't even drink water like that. I, I could have bought you know, so much stuff of this. I'm like, I'm not going to spend my money on that. And I think I just, I kind of forget that that's a normal thing to do. So like, again, I don't get pissed off at people or I, I'm not offended that people do that. I just forget that that's a normal thing to do. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I, it's like, <laughs> it's hard to put this uh, maybe tactfully, but it's like, I, you know, it depends on, what you want to obviously you know like we always talk about like we, we can't tell you what to do with your money the kind of thing but it's like <laughs> i i always think about like because i always do that too where i like i like you know calculate what which one's better or whatever else but like then at some point i just realized like shit let me just grab it and go you know what i mean yeah uh, and i think yeah and i think like quarantine actually has made me more um uh picky you know what i mean but it sh- it shouldn't have I suppose now because now everything's like restocked and like everything's fine you know what I mean I feel or, you know at least stabilized maybe um, except for toilet paper <laughs> is yeah. it is it really bad still oh yeah I haven't found any toilet paper since this thing started and I'm down to two rolls now left in my house <laughs> but I'm doing I'm doing pretty good though like I say when I say two rolls I mean two extra rolls um, so I'll, I'll I'll probably I think I've made the la- the one I had last. I know Cosmo didn't want to talk about it, but I've made, I've made the one I've had last this entire <laughs> like I just ran out of the first one, so I've been I made a one roll of toilet paper last for a whole month. So that's pretty impressive, I'd say. That is pretty, especially since you're spending so much time at home too. That's yeah. crazy. Oh man. Um, well, sorry. Well, sorry okay. So here's my point about the toilet paper. You're talking about people being frugal, right? You know, like. Are the people that have bought all that toilet paper, are they sitting at their house right now being like, man, maybe I shouldn't have bought all that toilet paper? Or are they still relishing in their own genius saying, 
I'm a fucking genius for buying all of this toilet paper. You know, now nobody has toilet paper and they're the ones that caused the toilet paper crisis, you know? <laughs> yeah. If they just want to have something to have it. Um, and that's another thing. That's what they, they, that kind of makes me not mad, but I just never understood is having things to have them. Um, it, it, I guess I'm just always like, if I have it, I'm going to use it. Um, all the time. And that's why, like I said, that's why I, I buy very like specific things when I go to the grocery store, because I know I'm going to eat that during this week. I'll buy extras because I want to have an extra week of reserve of food, but people, and people are just now like having these real, I guess, realizations. And another thing that makes me think I'm kind of out of touch with reality is people are like, man, my life has changed so much. Um, I've had to make so many accommodations, blah, 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 blah. And sure. I'm fortunate enough that I have enough, like I have a job that I'm on salary. Right. Um, but when it comes to doing things on the day to day, like literally my life has not changed other than I don't go to work. I do all my work from my computer home, everything else from what I go, like when I go to the gym, I go to the gym. Um, that's, I guess that's one thing that I'm kind of lucky also to have, but like I, I don't like, I eat the same stuff. I don't have to struggle to find new things to do. It's like the same shit that I've been doing. Like I've, I've always done these things, I guess. So I think that's why that's what's kind of making me think that like the way I live now is not the normal way to live. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm poor, um, <laughs> I, I'm poor mentally, I guess. No, and I don't think you're out of touch in terms of like, I think a lot of people do the same stuff. You know what I mean? Like I always try to eat as much many leftovers as I can. You know what I mean? So I don't think so, but I, yeah, I, I think you're fine. Um, but again, people like, complain about haircuts. I'm like, I don't cut my hair. I, or I don't, have hair <laughs> I got no hair right now as it is, but I even if I say, did, I still, I still gave myself a haircut when I, I back in the say, day. Cause, Cause I'm headed your direction. Um, and rapidly, <laughs> by the way, um, <laughs> You, you don't what do you do you use shampoo at all then no right no only if i'm gonna like i if i use shampoo nowadays i use it for my beard yeah so it's a it's you're saving money left and right aren't you i guess so but like, <laughs> like, like i said i like this is again it's not i'm out of touch with reality like because i'm like some weird person it's just i think i'm out of touch with reality because i haven't had to think about these things that i guess everybody else in the world is thinking about right now like, I, like, last time I paid to get a haircut was, God, let me think. I want to say 2000 and maybe 2007. And I ain't been bald. Like, I had dreads. <laughs> like, I, you know, I, like, it's been a while. And I guess when I, like, when I had dreadlocks too, I had, like, I had to pay for that. But, you know, like, I cut, even when I cut it off, I, I had, I've, I had hair for at least, five years after i cut uh, my dreadlocks and <laughs> i just cut my i just cut my own hair i don't know um i take that for granted i guess yeah i was thinking the other day like i guess i don't need conditioner anymore because now i'm cutting my hair shorter so it's like yeah i guess you know what i mean it's like now i'm being not because i i started like 
I didn't I didn't hoard all this stuff because of COVID. I'm just like I'm just like one of those person people that like likes to have like another set in the uh, underneath the sink just so when it runs out I have it. You know. Yeah, you don't uh, have to worry about it. Yeah, and I'm like I guess I shouldn't have bought that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you're like okay, like you 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 bought the 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 hair conditioner because you're like oh I gotta get make sure my hair is thick and full body and you're like well it's already thinning out so I can't help <laughs> yeah. can't help anymore so I to just let it go cut that extra two minutes out yeah what have you uh have, have you noticed well we know Sharks had a, a few things that he's had to adapt to at least we, we heard about his journey across the country so he's clearly uh completely in touch with reality right now because he's he's already uh He's had to deal with some of the bullshit that comes along with um, this whole COVID thing. So. Oh yeah, you betcha. What are you well, doing right uh, now, Shark? Uh, well, you know, I'm kind of halfway studying, halfway listening to you guys. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Figured. But I, you know, I think it's an I think it's an interesting topic of discussion. Like, how much has your life truly changed? Like, I would argue, like us in the military our life hasn't changed well that we're declared essential and need to come in. Uh, um, yeah. Again, it goes back to like the state, the how stable the military is, you know what I mean? Like having a career in it, you know, in, in one sense, I guess, as opposed to, okay, you got to go deploy for six months or something, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I was, I, I was kind of looking through my topics. So I guess we, we kind of just addressed it, but I think just the awareness people are starting to have. Again, this is this is another part where I'm kind of out of touch with reality. I think too is just the amount of social interaction that people are missing out on. I think maybe it's just because the. And I think I've talked about this before, um, maybe not on the podcast, but with you guys separately. Um, just the amount of social interaction that I have with people is relatively low because I'm kind of an outcast. I guess if you will, or not an outcast, but an oddity in the community I'm in now just because I'm a flyer in a ground unit. Um, so like I'm, I had to, I spent like basically the last two years, like during, other than during the day, uh, when I'm at work, like somewhat socially isolated because I don't really have the, um, the shared experience with some other people. So I don't, I'm not hanging out with everybody, uh, all the time. So it's kind of interesting to see like how people are struggling, but I will say this, uh, I think, one good thing from this uh, pandemic is the amount of interactions that we have with, um, I guess, long lost friends or maybe not so much long lost friends, but uh, really good friends that just happen to be far away from each other. Um, kind of rekindling some of those um, those interactions has been kind of nice. I don't know if you guys have I don't know if you guys have had that uh, that joy yet. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been good. Um, I guess maybe not so much, or like it hasn't happened so much, but uh, I, 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 gotta, I think I got to do a better job of like, not to make it um, mechanical or rigid kind of, but um, trying to like go through all my, you know, like making sure to catch up with friends like regularly, as opposed to like only when I think about them randomly and have the time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's also like, how easy is it just to send a text like, hey, how's everything going? And I know we talked about this like a Lapalagri original where you're uh, when you talk to somebody and you're like, hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? You know, all the stuff. It's like, oh, hey, can you do me a favor? <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> yeah, 
That's the classic. Uh, I'm glad when I can just ask somebody how they're doing just because of how they're doing, you know what I mean? As opposed to like needing something from them, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a big one too. And I think we're just now getting to the point where people aren't so much expecting that or suspecting that maybe. Yeah. Um, I I think I've always been pretty good at just like, if I think of somebody, like I'll literally just hit them up and just like, Hey, like, how's it been going randomly? Like, even though I, like, I'll look at my last message from it was about two years ago. I just want to know what they're up to because I randomly thought about it. But now, um, kind of with the invention of Zoom and Skype, how we're able to um, now have these large gatherings. Like, I, I think the last, uh, the last three weeks, I've had a Zoom call with you know, dudes on my football team that I hadn't seen, like some of them I haven't seen in 10 years. And like we just pick up like as, you know, like it was yesterday we were playing football together. So it's kind of nice to have that uh, interaction. And then you see people all, all across the country having like these, you know, wine nights with the gals and um, bros <laughs> just kind of chilling out, um, spending a couple hours online with each other. Uh, there's, and what's crazy is when this whole thing is over, I wonder if we're going to go back to just kind of being not self-absorbed. That's the wrong word to use, but we're going to go back to where we don't have enough time to have these interactions with people who are more they're they're outside of our immediate circle. You know, um, that'd be kind of sad to see because we have a lot of kind of rekindled interactions with people now that we're just going to let those drop. I don't know. Hope not. Yeah, I never really thought about that. It is, I think it is true though. We're like, we're gonna get busy. I mean, I think we're gonna. It's gonna be almost an exchange of like, we're gonna get busy, so we're not gonna talk to people. But then you're gonna talk to people who are more around or around you more, uh, more frequently. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I reason I bring that up is I think sometimes, granted, we have a lot right now. We do have a lot of extra time on our hand, but what? is causing that extra time like where what do we need what can we do now or what are we making ourselves busy with you know this kind of goes back to the argument of understanding what actual work we're doing when we're at work um yeah i don't know i think i I think there's still time like sure people right now you could be in mexico if you wanted and vacationing (laughs) or you could be um you know out hiking but like what's to say you can't be hiking like you can go outside you can go to you can go on hikes you can go on runs you can get all these things done but i think we're a lot a lot of times you're spending you know i guess going out but again you just go out with the friends who are in your immediate circle so that's okay and i said i guess now that after i've kind of talked myself out of it it, it maybe it's just different it's not necessarily good or bad but it will be kind of sad to have to lose touch again with these people that we've rekindled connections with yeah, absolutely. How are we doing on time there? We're uh we're like over an hour now. Oh really? Shit. Yeah, yeah we're at uh I kinda fucked up. <laughs> no 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 we're fine. Um yeah, I think that's uh probably a good place to close. Are you gonna be okay, Shark? Yeah, I'll be fine. How uh how many tests do you guys have? Uh we got two more right now. Okay. All right. Well, good luck. All right, yeah. dude. Yeah, and we'll uh, talk to you guys soon if you guys hear this. Um, and we're still in COVID, I guess. 
Um, let us know <laughs> yeah. if you want to if you want to be a guest or if you have any questions that we could of course answer. Also, we still have lap luxury shirts, and I I gotta get back on it, but uh, I'm gonna try to make some zaps as well. Fuck yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right, see you. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.